We are the anchors of Queer News Tonight, and this evening we discuss the queer headlines. DeSantis exits GOP presidential race after Iowa defeat. He now openly supports Trump. The LGBTQ plus Floridians express relief and concern over this new development. Hotspots Magazine's new issue is on stands, and it tells you what's hot this week. Grab a free copy now. This first Pride of 2024 in the world, my Hollywood Pride Street Festival celebrates South Florida's LGBTQ plus community on January 28th. Littleton town manager Jim Gleason resigned amid LGBTQ plus themed art controversy and derogatory marks about his gay son who died. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Queer News Tonight. This is the world's first and only LGBTQ plus daily evening television news broadcasting live and then available on demand. Available on all smart televisions, including Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. It's time to queer up the news. It's Monday, January 22nd, 2024. We are live and literally out of the closet and into the headlines. So many of your important stories we're going to tell this evening on... Queer News Tonight. This is the world's first live daily LGBTQ evening news show, literally out of the closet and into the headlines on Queer News Tonight. I'm your anchor at Queer News Tonight. Say what? And this evening we bring you the news of and perspective representing the LGBTQ plus community from South Florida, America, and across our planet. This is the world's first and only unedited live LGBTQ plus evening news show. Whatever happens unique in the LGBTQ plus news, you will see it and hear it. Hotspots Magazine, Happening Out Television Network, is a nonprofit 501c3 media company, the same models of PBS and NPR, but designed for the LGBTQ community. Our mission? Support the 10 pillars of our community. We want to inform and educate the key issues of our black community, Latino, lesbian and queer women, trans, student youth, seniors, HIV AIDS healthcare, business, social justice, and faith help us support our communities. We are part of one of the largest LGBTQ media companies in America, Hotspots Magazine and Happening Out Television Network. In 2024, our magazine is celebrating 40 years of the LGBTQ plus experience and our television news talk and entertainment shows support our mission to educate the LGBTQ plus and broader community. Yes, so let's begin by meeting our anchors. Let's begin with anchor Dino Mosquera. He joined the Miami Gay and Lesbian Film Festival in the late 90s when he was 12 and now serves on the Outshine Film Festival's Board of Directors. Welcome back, Dino. Thank you, Mama. Just remember, the film festival is coming back to Miami mm -hmm. April 18th to the 28th at the Regal in South Beach. So stay tuned, outshinefilm.com for more details. I'm so glad that the Regal didn't close. I love that theater mm -hmm. for you folks, and it's gonna be so much fun. Outshine does it big twice a year, and this is your chance to go see it all in Miami. Next up, let's welcome John Hayden. He's my brother from another mother. You know him. He's a journalist for 29 years. He is now a senior reporter for Out South Florida. You can follow him on Instagram at John Hayden Journalist for breaking news and live reports from all our community events. Hi, John. Hey, Faye. So much going on. Check out this week's issue when it hits Stands Thursday. I went to the Art Walk. Woo. We've got new businesses uh, that are going to affect the life on Wilton Drive. It's going to be a lot. So. 
Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Next up, let's welcome Robert Keston. Robert believes in universal human rights and has dedicated crucial years of his life to the integration of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights around the world. He conceptualized the UN Decade of Human Rights Education and is now the executive director of Stonewall National Museum Archives and Library that we love. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, Robert. How are you, sir? Thank you very much. And as I see, here's our invitation for the gala. And we are very excited and hope you'll all be there on February 24th. I love it. Listen, get your boo that present for Valentine's Day. Take him or her to the gala. All right, <laughs> yummy food, incredible entertainment, and all for an incredible cause. So get your tickets today. Next up, let's welcome anchor Greg Shapiro. He writes books. <laughs> now I'm joking, I have more. Greg's <laughs> ninth book, Refrain and Light, was selected for the Poetry Mutual 10 Best Poetry Books of 2023. His entertainment coverage, including celebrity interviews, runs in a variety of print and online publications. Welcome back, Greg. What did you do this weekend? Anything fun? Uh, yeah, actually, Friday I was on South Beach at the Betsy to take part in a one-year anniversary reading for the Let Me Say This Dolly Parton Poetry <gasps> Oh, and it was great. It. And our, our Caridad was there. Carrie oh, was I there. Love Caridad. And Richard yes. Blanco was there. He's uh, Obama's poet, right? Yes. That's right. In my, it was on South really? the Betsy. Dino's uh, mad that he wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. Well, <laughs> we need to stay in touch. It was a great event. Oh my I God, stopped listening at Dolly Parton. I was like, ah! Right? Total <laughs> fangirling. We love you, Greg. We are the reporters for Queer News Tonight. And this evening, we begin with the queer headlines. The LGBTQ plus community in South Florida and across America is diverse. Our community across the world is vast. And here are the bullet points of the queer news for Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Let's begin by queering up politics. The good news is DeSantis quits, America. The bad news is LGBTQ plus Florida gets him back. In a surprising turn of events, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has officially withdrawn from the GOP presidential race, citing a disappointing performance in the Iowa caucuses and limited prospects in the upcoming New Hampshire primary. DeSantis, known for endorsing various anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, including bills restricting gender-affirming care, and the controversial Don't Say Gay law announced his decision through a video posted on X. Initially seen as a formidable contender against Trump for the Republican nomination, DeSantis has now thrown his support behind the former president. Seizing the moment, he criticized former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who has intensified her criticisms of Trump while also vying for the nomination. DeSantis's exit marks a notable shift in the political landscape, leaving Trump with one less competitor for the party's nomination. As the GOP presidential race unfolds, the dynamics continue to evolve. And DeSantis' decision brings a new twist to the narrative, settling the stage, setting the stage for the remaining contenders in this closely watched political contest. South Florida's one of the most loved media presenters and Hotspots Happening Out executive producer Al Ferguson expressed his views on Reddit after DeSantis' announcement. More than 70,000 responses, views flooded in, and the comments to his post are the measures of the sentiments from the LGBTQ plus community. Some are calling the DeSantis campaign, quote, possibly the worst campaign in modern history, end quote. Another saying, quote, he is baby Trump, a wannabe dump, end quote. While some find him, quote, awkward and off-putting, Al's post surely has made one thing clear. Though people are happy to see DeSantis gone, LGBTQ plus Floridians can sense the danger of a wounded DeSantis and his full-time focus now on Florida especially during the two-month legislative session. Mm. You know, I gotta, I, I, I gotta say that I agree with all of this. I mean, um, the worst campaign in modern history, 
Maybe yes, maybe not. There's probably been worse campaigns in history. Um, but, you know, that about him bringing back his focus to us oh. here in Florida is definitely my main concern. I feel kind of like an abused spouse, right? Where my mm. spouse has gone off to like abuse other people and now they're coming <laughs> back yeah. and I'm going to get I'm going to get my ass beat. You know, that's I mean, I, I know it sounds like a great, you know, a, 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 cra a, a crazy comparison, but that's really how I'm feeling right well, now. We have to gird our loins because he's going to come limping back and he will no doubt set our sights, set his sights on the community, probably with greater intensity. Yeah, probably, maybe he may he may be weaker now politically coming back to Florida and, you know, he doesn't have the strength he thought he had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how he sold Florida to the rest of the country. We were the perfect state that we were open for business and, you know, COVID and Dr. Fauci mm -hmm. couldn't beat us and all that. Mm -hmm. He's diminished. So uh, now he's kissing the ring, which is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's disgusting that um oh, john i have a question um when you said some find him awkward and off-putting were you talking about desantis or al no i was talking about desantis oh okay <laughs> well, in that case i don't have any comments no i'm just no i'm uh i'm just he's kidding. odd he's this, odd he, yeah. he, he is but let's get Ooh. back to desantis um <laughs> this this story is a surprise not surprise um you after said he, it last week yeah. you, you said it last week but I thought he would, well, I said I thought he'd make it to Wednesday. I did Well, no, because if he didn't drop out the day after Iowa, well, what was he doing? Putzing around for four days, just or spending money. Making his wounds. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Really? He was yeah. looking to see if things would change. Yeah, well, that, that's, anyway. it's not going to happen. But this throws off the dynamics of tomorrow's vote mm. in New Hampshire okay. because uh, they love democracy in New Hampshire and people are going to turn out and vote. Uh, some, something to keep an, an eye out for is he, in, he endorsed Trump, but now polls are showing like Nikki Haley within single digits oh, wow. of, of winning tomorrow okay. in, in New Hampshire. So it's, it could be very good. And another thing to, to keep an eye out will be uh, enthusiasm for Joe Biden uh, because of new rules for Democrats. Uh, we're not officially recognizing New Hampshire as the as a primary. So if you run on the ballot, you're you're disqualified. Um, but there's going to be a write-in campaign for Joe right, Biden right. since he won't be on the ballot. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, and if and it doesn't have to be a lot of votes, but it will be a gauge for enthusiasm for him as we're moving into through primary season and towards the general. And it's important to remember that in New Hampshire, independent voters can vote. Mm -hmm. So Nikki Haley could do very well because it's not Republicans only voting in the Republican primary. Anyone can vote in that primary. So therefore, she has a greater potential of picking up free thinking people in the state, which Trump will not get. Yeah. So it's not really a good judge of the Republican primaries okay. going forward, but it is a good gauge of where America may be sitting yeah. when it faces a national election. So it could be very bad for Trump in the sense that a lot of independents will not support him. Mm -hmm. So even her win does not necessarily bode well for her doing well going forward, but it certainly sends a signal to the rest of the United States that his diehard supporters will not be enough to carry a general election. Mm. Especially and, 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 when the, the independent, <clears throat> he won the independent vote last time in, in New Hampshire. Yeah. So yes. now yeah. he's not, I mean, he's not. Well, we don't know. We don't yet. know, but, and, and, but, and, he, but he's not looking that good for him with Nikki Haley now in the race. With the, 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 the measure of success for Nikki Haley will be how much airtime and how much headlines is she going to have on Wednesday morning? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if she is stealing it all from Trump, that's when he has to go look around and go, 
we, we, we probably should start campaigning at some point. Yeah. Well, the reality is that he knows how to steal headlines <laughs> and yeah. media that coverage. That's true. true. So he will come out and slam her mm. in the worst possible ways, which will pull the cameras towards him yeah. because she, no matter what she says about him, nobody will be yep. listening. Right. So he'll do very well on Wednesday morning and Tuesday night in terms <laughs> of media coverage. The big question is, what will DeSantis end up doing? DeSantis will not be able to be the vice president because two two, a vice president and president can't be from the same state. So will he be gunning for a president in four years from now? What will he be doing? He can't run for governor again. Mm-hmm. So, But DeSantis can appoint him. I mean, so Trump can appoint him to something, can he? Yeah, he could appoint him cabinet. to something, absolutely. Yeah. But what would you appoint him for? His strategy didn't work. Yeah. Everything that he pushed got pushed back on. So here he comes back to Florida that's trying to pass some terrible anti-LGBT mm-hmm. legislation. It didn't play in America. So it plays between Abbott in Texas and DeSantis mm-hmm. in Florida. Abbott's going nowhere. Yeah. DeSantis is going nowhere right now. So it's going to be very interesting mm-hmm. to see how this plays out. And the pushback has been fierce. He went from being a leading candidate to a, I'm out. So it's going to be very interesting and it's going to be interesting to see if the community really does unite and force the legislature to do the right thing rather than follow this path to nowhere. Yeah, you're right. Well, we'll be watching. We'll be following this story for sure. John. Next, let's queer up South Florida and Florida. Hotspots magazine tells you what's hot this week in its new edition. It's on stands now and features all the exciting events for you this week. We kick it off Wednesday, the 24th, and that will be the first meeting of the year for the Miami Beach Orchid Society, featuring speaker Aaron R. Milanese. He will be discussing orchid root anatomy. Thursday, January 25th, you attend the ribbon cutting ceremony for Thunder Bunny, a permanent public and very cool art installation in Wilton Manors created by artist Hunt Slonim, and I will definitely be there. On Friday, a solo show here in the South by Christopher Hamblin will be at the Sunshine Cathedral Center for the Performing Arts, and it's also the opening of Palm Beach Opera season with Puccini's Tosca at the Kravitz Center. Saturday brings Gotta Love the 80s at the Parker, featuring iconic artists from the era, including one of the CNC Music Factory guys. What's Hot This Week concludes on Sunday with Eddie Bruce celebrating the music of Tony Bennett in Boca Raton and the third annual My Hollywood Pride in downtown Fort Lauderdale, or downtown Hollywood. Don't forget. Fort Lauderdale residents enjoy free admission to NSU Art Museum on the last Sunday of each month. And the closing party for Florida Leather Weekend at the Ramrod wraps up. This is just a glimpse of everything in the magazine this week. You can get your free copy on stands now. That's a lot for a glimpse. It's, right. it, it's, it's really more of an interpretational dance of the table of contents. Ah, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> but, good lucky, job. No, but aren't we lucky that we have so many different we really are. You know what I mean? Because like you listed all those things and there was something for everybody, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm going to take my favorite girl, Esther. I love you. I'm going to take her to the Orchid Society thing. She loves orchids. That's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Florida Leather Weekend at Ramrod because, hello, they just fixed the pool table. <laughs> <laughs> and the gauge. So I'm the gonna ca- go, if right? If you know, you know. If you know, then you know. 
I you. love Ramrod. I love you boys over there. Um, then I'm going to go see Christopher Hamblin. Um, on, on, what a talent. He sings and he's yeah. an incredible piano player. And he's going to be here at Sunshine Cathedral sharing all his talent. So I'm booked. I'm booked. Don't call me. I'll see you around. Oh, oh I have my Hollywood pride too. Woo, yes. We got a lot Sunday, going on Sunday. this weekend. Uh, yes. Awesome. Any other uh, of the events interesting yeah, to you? Yeah, we're talking about the the Outshine Film Festival is going to have uh, uh, the my Hollywood pride. Yes, we're going to so talk about that. We're going to talk about that. We're so. going to talk about that next. Thank you very much, John. Do you know what's next, my love? Next, let's queer up South Florida and Florida. My Hollywood Pride Street Festival is finally here, January 28th. This Sunday, January 28th, Downtown Hollywood will host the third annual My Hollywood Pride Street Festival at Vibrant Celebration of the South Florida LGBTQ plus community under the theme Pride Starts Here. The main street festival event will be co-hosted by Emmy Award winning news anchor Craig Steven, hi Craig, from WSVN Channel 7 along with the most beloved <laughs> anchor for Queer News Tonight and the host of the Faywatch show, our favorite girl, Faywatch. Yes. My Hollywood pride emerged from the advocacy efforts of the Hollywood LGBTQ plus council championing the voices, perspectives, and presence of LGBTQ plus residents in greater Hollywood. Established in 2019 by Hollywood residents, the council has grown to become a prominent advocacy group with over 700 members. The council was instrumental in moving the equality index for the city from the mid-70s to an HRC 100 rating. My Hollywood Prize serves as a platform for fostering a more diverse and inclusive community. The street festival is the last day of the Pride, which will be concluded with tea dance at Karma Lounge. Join the celebration to embrace the rich diversity of the LGBTQ plus community in South Florida. The street festival is open to all. Further information about the Pride and the events is available on myhollywoodpride.com. Whoop, whoop. This is the third time. It should be much better than before. I, I can expect to see. And it was already good before. It was great. It was, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, they're great uh, performers. Uh, Matthew Darren is going to be there. Uh, uh, Miss Boubet will be yes, there, they too. Always, they always get such great um, performers. So like you said, this is the third year. I was able to go to the first and the second year, right, as a spectator. And now I get to be on the stage as one of the hosts, which is like such a cool dream come true. And I got to say thank you to the Hollywood LGBTQ Council, Jeff Oliverio, and all those folks over there for working so hard on this right they all have like full-time jobs and they all help a bunch of other organizations yet they still put my hollywood pride um and make it this three-day incredible event right so we've got a comedy show on friday we've got We've got um, we've got the Pride 100 brunch on Saturday that will be honoring the wonderful, the superb, the beautiful, the fabulous, the inspiring Francesca Demore, who is also uh, the entertainment director of My Hollywood Pride, and you've seen her all around town. But she's getting the Trailblazer Award at the at the brunch, and so 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 deserved. And then Sunday is our big day. Sunday is our street festival downtown for <laughs> downtown Hollywood from one to six p.m. John, you stuck that on. I know, I know. Right, it's and um, and there's so much going on. Uh, but I wanted to let everybody know about, you know, pride is fun, right? And we, we think about a million people and all the gay boys out and about, blah, blah, blah. My Hollywood pride is a little different. It's more family oriented. It's more everyone, right? Everyone is there represented. Not that everyone isn't at other prides, but it's just more uh, intimate. 
Okay, mm-hmm. that's a better way to put it. It's more into it, it, it more intimate. And so this year, the youth programming is coming back, right? You know, we have all this anti um, mm-hmm. anti um, bans on 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 drag bands, right? That that they were trying to freaking get on us. Well, you know what? We have a story time that we're gonna do again this year, where Misty Eyes is gonna sit there in her beautiful, beautiful, beautiful self and read a beautiful story to a bunch of kids. How wonderful is that? Then later on, she's gonna have a teen talk with you know teenagers those pains in the asses that they are right and talk to them about lgbtq plus issues that they have you know aside from a comedy show aside from what outshine is doing right, right. Because we're also using the theater we are having a, a um four uh, movies so, or documentary schedule at the cinema paradiso starting at 1 p.m with uh, the aggressives uh, is going to be beyond the aggressive is the the, the the film and then at 3 30 we're going to have a local uh, filmmaker uh, open dialogues of the gene, uh, the uh, generation queer Z uh, uh, discussions with ca- uh, cast members, and then we're going to have another documentary with the Are Unity you doing Coalition. Miss Are you doing Miss Bouvier's yeah, movie that's too? the last one. Uh, Big Easy Queens Yay! at seven at seven p.m. So it starts at one. The last one is at seven. Big Easy Queens. So come to the Cinema Paradiso and join us at the the outshine during my my Hollywood pride. And yeah. then after that, there's a tea dance with the DJ DJ Alex Furbear, who is so adorable. So and plays such great music. He's so hot. He's so hot. Yeah. I mean, if I was straight, I'd lick him from his toe all the way to the top of his head. Call but me. I'm not. Call me Alex. Call him. What's next, Robert? Well, let's queer up the USA. View New Hampshire official. Uh, New Hampshire official quits after receiving homophobic threats on Dead Son. In a contentious turn of events, the town manager of Littleton, New Hampshire, Jim Gleason has tendered his resignation amid a controversy surrounding LGBTQ plus themed public art. The dispute, which escalated into including derogatory remarks about Gleason's late gay son, led to his decision to step down, with his last day being set for February 2nd. The controversy stemmed from paintings commissioned by the local LGBTQ plus group North Country Pride. The Board of Selectmen member, Carrie Gendro, called these paintings demonic and also deemed homosexuality an abomination. These paintings appeared near a restaurant in downtown Littleton. Gendro defended a resident who made hateful comments to Gleason in October about a production of La Cajo Fall by Theater Up at the municipally owned Littleton Opera House. She demanded Gleason shut it down but Gleason rejected the demand, saying it would violate First Amendment free speech rights. In response, she insulted Gleason's deceased son, stating he belonged in hell with the devil amidst accusations of discussing an art ban. Some board members have denied such intentions, attributing them to rumors. Board member Roger Emerson clarified that a ban was never considered, though some members hinted at potential citizen voting on art regulations in the future. The events in Littleton, New Hampshire seem to be a growing trend of anti-LGBTQ plus hate in rural areas of America, especially from evangelicals. Mm. Well, there's no question that the Pandora's box has been opened. Mm -hmm. And as in any place where you're looking to scapegoat people, you look for the easiest group in your community to attack. And I would imagine that in Littleton, New Hampshire, which probably no one has ever heard of Mm -hmm. until now, uh, they're not 
a thriving gay community, so it's an easy community to attack. And when you scare people enough, when you make people uncomfortable enough, mm. they act out in fear. And fear is always a dangerous response because it shows ignorance. Yeah. And people who dislike their children, their siblings, their neighbors, simply because of who they love, have a lot of serious things to think about. And that kind of fear is extraordinarily dangerous because it breaks up families, it breaks up communities, and it hurts society in general. You know whose fault this is? Trump's. It's Trump's fault, he okay? Opened he opened up that box right. that you've spoken That's about, right. Robert, okay? In right. essence, right? He allowed it to be okay to hate, right? People used to do that shit behind closed doors, and now people don't. You know, um, someone losing their son, that used to be off limits, you know? That was kind of like, okay, no, you know, no children, let's not mess with somebody's, mm -hmm. you know, deceased person. Now, it doesn't matter. There are, it's a, at all costs, we will bring you down. We will stop you. Um, Jim Gleason, please don't quit. We need more yeah. of you. We need more people that are fighting for us, that are representing for us, that are out there being who they are. I am so sorry for your loss and that there are hateful, awful people. Yeah. But you can get past this and you can fight harder. Well, yeah, and demonic abomination herself, Carrie Gendro, the zealot, <laughs> the zealot on the board of selectmen who has been vocal in her hateful remarks, is a follower of the cult known as Messianic Judaism which is the ultimate contradiction in terms. You're either Jewish or you believe in Jesus. You can't do both. You know, she, she um, it's easy to, to say her name is not Carrie, it's Karen, because <laughs> she is a total Karen. But you know, this gets back to um, a discussion of New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. You know, they are very activists on both sides of the political scale and it probably, that tide there probably shifts in and out more than any other particular state in the country. They've got like 420 some uh, members of their state legislature and it will it will swing back and forth because it, it, they, they only represent about 4,000 people per district. So don't dismiss her, mm. you know, and because they you, she is one of those people that knows that expression of art Mm. is an expression as a way to expand thinking. Mm, yeah. And if the last 10 years of the GOP has taught us anything, is that they want to narrow public thought. They want to narrow the consciousness that we're able to live in yeah. and um, and try to thrive. And they're stopping mm. us at every at every turn. You know, and this, I this reminds me of back when the, um, Matthew Shepard you know, it brings back mm -hmm. those memories of people protesting and demonizing, you know, people that have been killed, you know, have died and, you know, they have parents that are still grieving. This right. is the worst kind of, you know, so-called Christians. Shame on this woman. I mean, shame on them for, you know, for doing this to this poor man. I mean, how can you do that? His life's already been hard enough with that loss. Yeah. And I think it's also important not to call them Republicans, not to call them the GOP. The GOP regulars are not in the party anymore no they these, these are no these are the regulars the maga no. the maga fascists are the regulars of Republic the gop no, now the republicans believed in the constitution these people do not republicans believed in the rule of law these people do not they can call themselves whatever they want you can call them whatever you want to call them but they are not americans in the strictest sense of what american political thought was mm. these are extremists 
and they need to be called extremists because when we call them Republicans, we give them credibility of being part of a political party that has been part of this country since Abraham Lincoln. And they are not that party and they are not mainstream political people in this country. They are extremists. These people are as radical to the right as anybody has ever been representing anything in this country and they do not represent the vast majority of Americans but they do try to scare them into not voting they do try to scare them into staying home and being quiet because these people are loud and they are violent and they are crude and they as you said they do not want education. No. They are opposed to public education. Mm -hmm. They are pro-book bans. They are pro-closing public schools and public libraries because they do not want people to have information because information to them is the curse that will ban them from existence. Mm -hmm. And the less people know and the more frightened people are, the better they are. They want sheep, not cats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Robert. Next, let's queer up travel. Visit Lauderdale is the destination of every romantic and adventurous LGBTQ plus couple. Did you know Fort Lauderdale is the number one LGBTQ plus travel destination in the world? More than 1 million LGBTQ plus annual visitors spend more than 1.5 billion with a B. One of, the re one of the reasons is romance. Greater Fort Lauderdale, where sun-kissed beaches, exquisite dining, and luxurious accommodations await every couple. We live in a romantic LGBTQ plus destination. Whether you're planning a dreamy vacation or a memorable day trip, Greater Fort Lauderdale promises an enchanting experience you won't soon forget. If you are queer, you have to be here. Visit Lauderdale lets you indulge in opulence at the world-class hotels and resorts like the sophisticated Four Seasons Hotel and Residences, Fort Lauderdale, offering oceanfront suites for a cozy retreat. The Pillars Hotel and Club provides unrivaled elegance on the intercoastal waterways, while the iconic guitar-shaped Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Hollywood offers excitement with over 2,700 <coughs> slots and table games. That is not all. You will also get an opportunity to explore history at the Bonnet House Museum and Gardens and Stonewall National Museum and Archives. You will be able to savor entertaining shows at Island City Stage, shop at Out of the Closet, and relish in the vibrant nightlife on Wilton Drive with Drink Bar and Lounge, Hunter's Nightclub, and the Manor Complex. Greater Fort Lauderdale is the destination for love, adventure, and unforgettable memories. Visit Lauderdale, everyone under the sun. Next, we are proud of our special partnership with Sunshine Cathedral, the world's largest queer church here in Fort Lauderdale. Supporting that partnership, we are broadcasting from our permanent set here at Sunshine Cathedral at the Happening Out Television Studios. We broadcast Sunshine Cathedral's Sunday international service at 10.30 a.m.
We finished tonight's queer news headlines with a segment we call LGBTQ Plus One Minute News. LGBTQ Plus One Minute News, let's queer up drag culture. The real reason why Princess Poppy was the Green Goblin at the Emmys. Princess Poppy made a jaw-dropping appearance in support of RuPaul's Drag Race, flaunting a captivating, glamorous troll look. Adorned in fabulous green gown by Bryn costume, complete with movie-worthy makeup prosthetics and an eye-catching purse with eyeballs. Poppy embraced fake lashes, lime green puffy mules, and a hairline fit for Renaissance-era nobility. Speaking to Entertainment Weekly, she said her motive was, quote, mainly... I wanted to be a troll slash hag, end quote. Mission accomplished. The drag race queen aimed to embody a troll and playfully troll the Emmys with her avant-garde ensemble. She said she always felt she had to be glamorous in drag, and that's what the Emmys represent. So she wanted to be the opposite of glam and stand out. She did accomplish that goal and all did it quite glamorously. LGBTQ plus one minute news, less queer up business. O Canada, as hamburgers marries, closes at the well, and the well is born on Wilton Drive. Hamburger Marys on Wilton Drive abruptly closed on Thursday. Queer News Tonight has reported previously the rumors that a significant change was on the horizon for the prime Wil Wilton Drive real estate. Last week, the Mary's general manager left the bar and restaurant for a new job, but there was little official communication with employees. On Friday, Hotspot's Happening Out executive producer, Al Ferguson, went to the location and met with the new owner. Here are the latest details. John Ripson is the new owner. He has been a member of the Wilton community for six years, but as he describes it, quietly. He is a bar and restaurant owner in Canada and split his time between South Florida and Toronto. Ripson owns The Well with six locations in Toronto and Ontario. The LGBTQ plus and ally bar and restaurant chain is expanding to South Florida. His hopes are to do more in Florida with expanded own and or franchise locations in Tampa Bay and Orlando. Ripson has significant industry experience as he owns 45 Wendy's franchises in Canada. The change from Hamburger Mary's to The Well will feature a revamped menu as he describes as elevated food. He also said he will focus on local entertainers, local organizations, and events. His partner in the new venture is Jason Basilico, well known from his management of Maddie's and Scandal's Bar. Hamburger Mary's has had two versions in Wilton Manors. The first, later, the first later became Rosie's, and the second has now transitioned to the well. Ripson said, quote, This is a great opportunity. Toronto and Wilton Manors make for a perfect combination, and Wilton is where I will live full-time in retirement, end of quote. Everyone at Hotspots Magazine and Happening Out Television Network welcome the new LGBTQ plus business. I, um, Faye, I know this is one minute news, but we've blown well past that time. Can I make a few comments on this? Of course. I think this is actually a really important story for <laughs> yeah. us to comment on, especially since it affects our drive, you know? So yeah. please go right ahead. Um, well, I took Al there on Friday, just 
FYI. And it was never, it was never closed. It, uh, it changed. It, they closed on the deal, but it stayed open Thursday night. It was open again Friday night. And Al and I did go and talk uh, with John. And he's got, I feel really confident about this. Okay. Uh, usually if I heard an, an out-of-towner was coming in um, and doesn't know the community, but his general manager, um, Jason mm -hmm. knows our community yeah. very, very well. Maddie's, correct? Maddie's, and yeah, and Scandals. Farther. And he just left Scandals this last Wednesday. Okay. So he was there until they were closing. And he, the idea was to close for a couple of weeks. John told me that um, they were going to uh, come in, do all the changes at once, the decorations, all that. They're going to lose the Mary's motif completely. But... People, uh, the uh, someone on staff came up and said, but we've got this fundraiser on this day and this fundraiser coming up. Uh, we just need to know if we should cancel. And they just changed their plans on a dime and said, no, we'll stay open through this. We'll be open as much as we can. Wow. There might come a time where they have to close for like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, to for, a quick to, renovation for the quick, you know, renos, the guts, the electric, whatever. Wow. But on the whole, they're going to stay open. Wow. And they're, he seems committed to our community. Okay. And I did. I had a very nice 15 minute conversation with John on Friday night, and I will be publishing much of that in this week's out south florida so pick that up on thursday you'll get a real good idea for what's happening at that end of the drive okay. and you know and you're not a bullshitter you say how it is okay so if yeah. he gave you a good feeling then uh, then I, I trust you in that now i love that he's already been living here for a while yes, right snowboarding so, for six years so he's been uh one of those snowbirds for six years quietly like like dino read in the story okay so he's already a part of our community yeah. you know that's wonderful mm -hmm. now my question is my girls okay prince trilla jasmine price lords kati attention like all the girls who work over there so hard mm -hmm. are they gonna rehire them are they still gonna do drag like do you know anything else uh he wouldn't commit to specific acts specific performers or specific nights okay. but he seems very open to supporting the community hiring our local girls and and things like that so keep an eye on the schedule because you know nights could shift or move around but he seems very committed to the local entertainment scene i mean i think that's one of the things that drew, drew him here yeah. aside from the fact that it's also butt-ass cold in Toronto but cold. for five, six but months of the year. Or but so. John, but that space, as we all yeah. know, uh, like it's not that it's cursed because there's been some wonderful partying at that yeah. space, yeah. but like it's not an easy spot. Why do you think that is? Um, honestly, poor management. Mm. Poor, I mean, it just, it never got off the ground because Rumors has been in that spot before. I believe Maddie's has been in that spot Sidelines. before. And they Sidelines? thrived. Yeah, we have, I'm, talking, I'm only talking about places that thrived. Oh. Uh, right. <laughs> in that spot, sorry. But, but they um, have been in there. They did great nights. You know, you could go in there on a Wednesday for trivia, uh, a drag show or so. That, that spot can thrive. And this person comes in with significant nightclub experience. Okay. I swear he has like six bars. And, and uh, uh, there will be six by the end of the year, by the end of this Incredible. year. There'll be six and in Greater Toronto. And he owes Wendy's. Wendy's. Like, Wendy's. Is he bringing us some Wendy's? Like, I love me some baked potatoes. Um, I, I want me a Baconator on a pretzel bun. Hey. But he is, but he's going to bring uh, poutine, uh, a Canadian no, really? delicacy like down. Like uh, they're going to revamp the menu. Um, I'm I begging him. I you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is he bringing? And I'm, I'm there. And I'm begging him to bring all dressed chips. Oh my God, uh, those are so good. Ooh. But will he have little people wrestling? I love the little people wrestling. <laughs> no, They've got to have that. John, you got to bring that back, no. sir. I'm just saying, I can help. I I'm excited about the well. I'm excited yeah. about newness. I'm excited about yes. this new little flourishment of new little spots that are opening up, right? Yeah. On Wilton Drive, right? Um, you know, where um, where Maddie's used to be. Um, something will just Lit. open. West End. Uh, uh, West End just opened. 
opened. Uh, no Manners just opened. Right. Like, yeah. you know, and now we have The Well. Like, Wilton Manners is just, I love this. I love this growth. Just and, and, time for season. And I would, and I just want to say one more uh, thing. It's a couple years down the road. But when they build that hotel on the spot of the mortuary, that end of the drive is going to really start to boom a little bit more. So the venue won't be the only game in town. Lit is raging um, at least on weekend nights, DJ Nana love you. Now this is going to be the well. Um, so I, I have real hopes that, you know, everything's cyclical. Everything is one end of the drive, then the other. I think things are going to start coming back, especially once the hotel opens. Good. Well, I'm excited about that. I know we all are. Congrats, everyone over there at the well. We are with you. Definitely got to go by and have a water. You guys can have some a soda. <laughs> LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up South Florida and Florida. Famous Gay 1A Corner at Fort Lauderdale Beach gets $11 million renovation. The iconic intersection of Las Olas and A1A has been a source of frustration for drivers for many months. It's the heart of the famous corner the LGBTQ plus community calls Gay 1A. Queer News Tonight broadcast the Pride Fort Lauderdale um, parade to the nation from this corner. Renovation is coming. And this streetscape project is worth nearly $11 million and aims to be completed next week. City officials claim that once completed, walking along A1A will be safer due to upgraded sidewalks constructed with a distinctive hardscape pattern. In addition, palms previously situated in the middle of the sidewalk are being relocated to the curb, expanding the walking space on both sides of Gay 1A. A total of 32 coconut palms and nine date palms will also be planted alongside Southeast 5th Street by the Fort Lauderdale Beach parking lot, extending north to Poinciata Street. Various site furnishing elements, including accent seating, will be installed. LED pedestrian lights will line Gay 1A featuring amber-colored lighting during turtle nesting season and transitioning to white lighting throughout the rest of the year. This means so much to the LGBTQ plus community as this corner is the heart of major events like Florida AIDS Walk, Flock Fest, and Pride Fort Lauderdale Festival. LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up courts. South Florida and Palm Beach County, responsible to pay fees on gay conversion therapy lawsuit. U.S. District Judge Robin Rosenberg has issued a ruling compelling Palm Beach County and the city of Boca Raton to pay nearly 737,000 in legal fees and costs following an appeals court's rejection of prohibitions on the controversial practice of conversion therapy. These fees are to be granted to the legal representatives of marriage and family therapists Robert Otto and Julie Hamilton. The therapists had challenged the constitutionality of local ordinances that sought to prohibit conversion therapy on First Amendment free speech grounds. Both the county and the city will share the allocated payments. LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up lesbian culture. Lesbian State Senator Tony Atkins will run for California governor. In 2026, the most populous state in the nation could witness the election of its first lesbian governor. Tony Atkins, a longtime Democratic legislator from California, has officially announced her candidacy for the position. The announcement was made at the San Diego Air and Space Museum. If elected, Atkins will succeed Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom, who is set to leave office due to term limits. Atkins was elected to the Assembly in 2010, 
then assumed the role of Speaker in 2014. In 2016, she transitioned to the State Senate and rose to the position of President Pro Tem in 2018. She is the first lesbian to lead either the Assembly or the Senate. Newsom is widely believed to be a leading Democratic presidential candidate in 2028 that will add even more attention to California and that election cycle. And that is today's news for the LGBTQ plus community on the world's first and only daily LGBTQ plus evening news show. If our community is important to you, share this news with your friends and family. Are you, like most of America, part of our very large television audience watching this live LGBTQ plus news broadcast right now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV? Queer News Tonight is the only live LGBTQ plus digital television show in the world that is out of the closet and into the headlines. We need your support. If our community is to grow, we must tell our stories and bring them to the attention of the broader world. This is the only place in the world that tells these types of LGBTQ plus stories in motion and sound. That is the position of Hotspots Magazine, The Passion, and Happening Out Television Network and Queer News Tonight. I'm your anchor at Queer News Tonight, Faye, what? And on behalf of these LGBTQ plus reporters, the incredible anchors of Queer News Tonight, including Dino Mosquera, John Hayden, Robert Keston, and Greg Shapiro. We will see you daily at 8 p.m. And to our LGBTQ plus world, we wish you good, good night. night.